ride a ride. We're here with Mame and Mom. Yes. Well, hi, Mom. Where did you ever, ever come from? You're my mom, so I came from you. Yeah, that is true. That's true. This backhanded compliment changed your whole life. Mame out, man. Hi. Welcome back to Mame and Mom. Welcome back. And you are? Mame. And I'm Mom. <laughs> oh my god yep today it's another day today's another, another day. day yeah another another dance around the moon we'll call it <laughs> oh i like it another dance around the moon of a day dance dance. how's it going what's up it's going great i'm very tired once again i feel like the past few episodes i've just been so tired because <laughs> i've been everywhere all at once it's like the movie that won all the Emmys, Everything Everywhere, all at once. But that's it's been like how it is right this past couple. Of years. <laughs> that's just how things are, though. That's your life right now, and things are finally getting, you know, getting to a point where you can relax a little bit. But it's been like a, a up uphill battle for a while, and now it you're has where you want to be. Yeah, it has. So yeah, to fill everyone in, um, got married yesterday, Woo-hoo. but we won't go into it too much, but. It's yeah. pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I feel great. Yeah, it feels great. I'm, it, yeah. We'll talk more about it in another one. I think we should have him on the podcast to be fun. Yeah. But it was a great weekend. It was perfect. Everything perfect. was perfect. It was a very, it was just like us and my grandma, but we're going to do a big wedding next year. So, and we'll have that one in London. And you said your fiance, so you're still considering fiance. Oh my God. My husband. I still haven't said it that much. I'm like, <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh that my god, is my, so funny. My husband. How does it feel saying that? Is it weird? Weird. It's so weird. Um, but it's good. It feels good. Oh my god. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. It just yeah. I mean, I'll tell the audience, I'm pretty tired tonight too, today too. But I I mean, yeah, helping you with the wedding, not that I did anything, but I think it's more of emotional help. Just just thinking about it in my own little mind, I'm basically there doing it all with you just because, I don't know, just thinking about it and, you know, the anticipation, the excitement and the happiness. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so happy for you. You've worked so hard to get here. So, And what about you? So you're going on vacation next week. Let's hear about it. Yes, I am. Well, the good thing is I always worry about if I go away, I worry about announcing it because I just imagine something coming and uh, robbing me. But the good thing <laughs> is you're going to be here. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I don't know if that made it work. Oh, no, that's true. You're going to be in my house with that little you're here. <laughs> Well, no. No, I know. It's fine. I get it. I get it. <laughs> what's your, what's your... Yeah, we're going on vacation. I'm really, really excited. And I'll tell you, because this is an empowerment trip, we are going out to Florida to go visit one of my husband's really good friends and actually my good friend now, too. So we're going to hang with him. And then I personally am renting a car and I'm going to drive all the way, well, four hours away. And I'm going to go to my friend Maria's house. Hi, Maria. Emily, say hi to Maria. We hi, Maria. call Emily often in the middle of the night just to give her prank phone calls. But anyway, I haven't seen Maria in, I don't even know. It's been 
decades and decades since I've seen her. And she was one of my closest friends growing up. And we have a lot of really fun kid memories. So it's going to be so much fun. I'm, you know, I'll drive four hours and go see her. I'm going to stay with her for a night. And then I'm going to drive an hour and a half back this way. And I'm going to see my first friend that I ever had in my whole entire life. My very, very first friend, we became best friends at like three years old. We were Aww. neighbors. And then, oh, I just love this girl. I just love her. And we were friends. Actually, I was friends with her until she moved away. And after she moved away, I ended up be becoming best friends with Maria. <laughs> uh -huh. So, but it's kind of, it's kind of funny. I haven't seen her I, in forever, like forever, since we were like 18. Maybe even younger than that. Maybe six. Wow. Actually, since I was 16 was probably the last time I saw her. Or maybe even before that. Anyway, I personally, when I have a best friend, I have a best friend forever. People that touch my soul, they are with me forever. And I'm really fortunate for that. Um, and, you know, you only have so many of those in your life. And I, I, you know, my five or eight or however many, definitely under 10, they're there and they're there forever. And I'm so excited about seeing them. And I have one other friend that I'm going to try to get out. And I still quite can't figure out where she is on that map. That Florida <laughs> map is kind of weird. But mm -hmm. I'm going to go see her too because she's a huge part of my heart as well. So, yeah, I'm excited because you know what? That's so nice. That's something I never would have done by myself. Huge. Getting my own rental. Huge. Mm -hmm. And... Getting on the high, I don't even know what highway it is. Again, I have to really read my map, but I don't even know what the highways are or whatever, but I'm going to read my map and I'm going to have my GPS and I'm going to go by myself. And I wish good to do that. See, this is something you would just do. This is the difference. Not necessarily. Yeah. Oh, not necessarily. Get out of town. Yeah, I probably would. <laughs> yes, you, you have. I did like last year a couple times. Yeah. But yeah, I, I just, I, I'm so glad that you have that. I'm so glad. And I hope that, you know, anyone that hasn't done something like that, I think it's really important to do those things just to, mm -hmm. just to help you realize that you can do it, build your mm -hmm. confidence and makes you less dependent on people. So it's more mm -hmm. about interdependency. And I yeah, think absolutely. That is something that we need to look at more too, interdependency. Let's talk about it. Well, it's funny. I talked with one of your friends about it last night, talking about, you know, relationships and how much work it is to keep a relationship. Mm -hmm. you know, even like, how how fortunate am I? I've had these friends for years and years. It, 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 it takes work to keep a friend. I mean, you yeah. don't see them every day, but, you know, it, it, it takes effort. But at the same time, a healthy relationship whether we're talking about them or a relationship, your, mine and yours relationships or myself with my husband, you with your husband or, or friends, whatever, it's all about interdependence. So if you were to look at an unhealthy relationship, so for instance, you see someone that is very dependent on, on their mate or their friend because out of insecurity, because they feel like mm -hmm. they can't do it themselves. So they feel like they have to be with that person. Yeah. So the other person, how does it feel when someone is kind of squeezing them? It's a horrible, horrible person. So what happens yeah. can just kind of push somebody away. It's a terrible, nobody wants to feel like they're suffocated. Yeah, but for sure. If someone is really dependent, 
they feel like they're suffocating too because out of fear and you know Mm -hmm. so it's it's like internalized yes so it's a dance that the two of them can play but when you have a genuine healthy relationship it'll turn into more of an interdependence meaning i'm dependent on myself you're dependent on yourself but together we're interdependent meaning we both can do our own things but we can do it together too. We're okay either way. Mm, and we I love that. Yeah, and supporting one another. And that's the other thing. That's why I thought about it last night. You ran up to me and you said, Mom, I'm so happy. And I said, That's wonderful. And she said, No, you don't understand. This person truly loves me and wants the best for me, genuinely. And that is healthy love. That mm-hmm. I mean that is the epitome of healthy love. You know what I mean? I mean, how can you have more than that? And that's true love when you can love someone unconditionally and you're happy for them when they can excel. And it's like a conditional relationship would be someone who absolutely depends on another person to stay full. Mm -hmm. And the fear of them growing away from you it, it doesn't allow them to grow. So you're more well, on the selfish end. You just want to mm-hmm. bring them back because you're afraid of the fear. Where if you're with someone that is mature and healthy, you can let that person go. And if they're supposed to stay, they will. But if they're not, they're just not supposed to. Mm-hmm. I think that's what long distance actually taught me. Is I feel like I kind of used to be like that. Mm-hmm. I used to always think someone was going to leave this Mm -hmm. or that I would be pretty dependent but Mm -hmm. the past two years of like having to say goodbye so much and feeling like like living on my own and just going through it and then at the end of it being okay and also like yeah it's just completely changed me I think in a really good way that I didn't expect well yeah it's it's you know it's always the fear of the unknown and I talk a lot actually in, in the, some, some of the talks that I've done before was about um, allowing yourself to be secure within your own body. That's it. And mm-hmm. essentially what we want to do is we, anytime there's fear, we want to run because mm-hmm. fear is painful. So we want to run away yeah. from fear. So say if you are kind of a dependent person, because when you were a kid, you were afraid you are kind of dependent on people. You don't have a choice. And then as you get older, if you don't have enough experiences that shows you that you can do it yourself, mm-hmm. then you're always going to feel like that and you're going to depend on others. And it's, it's, it's really going to hurt a lot of, a lot of things, you know, I mean, we could sit here all but day and talk about that, but how do you think it's created though? I don't know. I heard you touch on that a little bit. How do you think people become interdependent? I'm sure it's different for everybody, but are there I mean, patterns? We could sit here all day and analyze it and, and yeah. dissect it. And it, I mean, people have written books and books and books and books and books and movies. But I mean, if you were to kind of hit upon things, I mean, there's a lot of things to look at. But the first thing, oh, I hate to even say it. But the first thing, we look at the attachments. There's, oh my God, I'll, well, we'll definitely go into this more. But I just finally found something that talked about attachments with dads because we always blame mom. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, every time. I mean, that's just how it is. 
But when we blame mom, it's really about the caretaker. It could be anyone that's supposed to be taking care of you. Actually, it's interesting. I just, just read an article. I wish I could tell you where because I'd like to be able to quote it because it's not from me. I just saw it on Facebook about places. But it was talking about um, um, building attachments with mothers. And they were saying if it, even adoption or whatever, it's just so hard. You always just need to have an attachment. So whoever the attachment's going to be, great. The person that is taking care of them, you know, 95% of the time. So we're going to blame, uh, for my case, me. So I would be the one that's supposed to be giving you all this love. And I know for a fact that I did. So I don't have that much guilt with you. You're the youngest and you were basically, you don't remember all this, but you were my Velcro. I remember saying, oh. I know, but only... But, I feel like when I was like really young. Yeah, but we're talking between zero and three. Oh, okay. Okay, because when we're talking, obviously other attachments happen after that, but between zero and three is where they really look at for these, these attachments that I'm talking about, which is mm -hmm. anxious and avoidant. There's a couple others, but a lot of this imprinting and attachment comes from your caregiver. And then when you're, I mean, there's so much to it. We could talk about oxytocin, but, you know, mom holding you and looking into your eyes and helping you feel secure, all that. So when a baby feels completely secure as they get older, it's easier for them to bond healthy, healthier attachments. But we always, this is my thing though. We, we beat the crap up on that poor one person that's supposedly important, you know, has to do all this, but they're only human. And no one mm -hmm. can be there 100% of the time. And actually, one thing that I learned, I, I was happy to see this. It said that if someone was to overtake care of their child, it could be just as bad. Yeah. Think about it. If you're not, a, if you're not you know, allowed to do things because someone mm -hmm. else is going to do everything for you, then you're going to lack the same thing. So it's a balance and nobody's perfect. There's always going to be yeah. little pockets here and there. Okay. So... It's something we always have to remember. That's the only thing I'm always afraid of. If someone's listening to this, oh my God, what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? You know? So but it's kind of funny. It's similar to like horoscopes, right? Like you hear, oh, this happens to some, not horoscopes, sorry. It's not like that. What I mean, only about horoscopes of how when you read your horoscope, you can always find a way to apply it to yourself. Absolutely. And that's like possible with this type of thing. Absolutely. Because um, I mean, I mean everyone's just human at the end of the day. Like, I feel like everyone goes through stuff, yeah. no matter what. Even if you had the healthiest family in the world, like, you still have issues. And I think that it's just like, we don't talk enough about how we're feeling necessarily. We don't, when we have a feeling, when we're feeling a certain way, it feels like we're the only person in the world that could uh, possibly yeah. think that way. Especially when you have anxiety. It's like very... Hence our podcast. Because this, I mean, this goes, this could go as deep as you want it to get, you know, and again, yeah. I don't want to get off topic, but oh my God, this goes so deep. I mean, when you go back to attachments, yeah, there are some people that had some pretty horrific attachments and I get it. And there's things that they need to take care of. You know, it's a lot of work and it's, it's really hard. And there's some people that had just tiny bits of it. I guarantee you there were nights where yeah. I was good and you're crying. I didn't hear you. I don't, who knows? I know I didn't. Yeah. I knew I was a horrible mother, but I wasn't perfect. And nor is anyone else. So there's going to be little attachment pockets. There just is. And then again, so you have this very beginning 
of whatever you got from your your immediate family between zero and three and then after that whatever happens then you learn all these perceptions i mean you're just this big huge onion just peeling and peeling it really is hard it's so hard i right now i really am i'm studying up more in attachment because it's something that i've always been interested in and it's just i don't know i plan on teaching another course on it soon so i've been kind of reading up on it as a mother it's really hard to read yeah it's you know even thinking oh my god did i do this did i is it my fault because they're anxious is it my fault because they're avoidant and then if you're reading up thinking about yourself then you get angry at your parent <laughs> it's like, yeah choose some i i can't stay in a good relationship or i'm anxious or i have depression what did they do to me you know but you're the one though and i was thinking about this the other day you're the one, I think that you're going to be the one that breaks any type of cycle that's been coming down the pipe. Because there has to be something. Like my great-grandmother, was she perfect? I'm sure she wasn't. And then was my grandmother perfect? No. Was my mother? No. Me? No. The next, the next, the next. No one's going to be perfect. But I would hope that each generation gets healthier and healthier and healthier and any generation that doesn't do the work feel the pain mm -hmm. not run from the fear embrace the fear get through it i don't know can you imagine and i think that you're doing that i really do mm -hmm. i i really do some of the conversations that you have we have it i just blows me away because you know things that i didn't know until the past 10 years or maybe maybe things that I don't even know yet I don't know but I don't know well, I don't know where you got that but yeah you really got your stuff together I honestly think it's because I didn't rush into having kids and I like almost did and I still don't know if I want kids or not but I feel like I don't I definitely don't want kids until I figure my stuff out because I have a lot of stuff yeah that's for sure I don't want to yeah, I just don't want to put any bad patterns because they're all, it's like, I don't know. It, it's tough because I like what you, or it's interesting what you said about how when you get upset about something that happened, like the way that you act or acted or whatever, you then think about your parents and then you blame your parents. And I'm sure that's what their parents did. And it's like, mm -hmm. I think at the end of the day, the most important thing to do is to just forgive and understand. I don't know, just letting go of the pain because it any pain that you have from childhood isn't you I mean, unless someone's clearly trying to hurt you, that's different. But like typically I don't think anyone's trying to like mess their kids up. And I'm like I I don't think that's the thing that anyone is trying to do. I think just people learn bad patterns and then it's hard to reverse that, especially when you've are you have kids and you're busy and you're stressed and you're working and you're like like that's part of why I didn't want to have kids right away plus just life changes I went through like a lot of breakups and relationships and this and that and I went to comedy and I feel like that also taught me just about people mm. and my job too like I just feel like I've done a lot of stuff but I do think it's a, it's all of that together and I also don't want to say that like that me not having kids is like the absolute reason I'm sure that it's definitely possible for people that do at my, like all that. I just mean, for me, that's what I chose to do. You know, I, I agree. I think 
I think it's good for us to to grow, you know, before becoming a mother. But I think at the end of the day, it's it's a lot of it is about the person, because you're willing to stop and say, wait a minute, okay, so this is this. Maybe even when you were 28, you would be doing this anyway. Yeah. But um. But yeah, absolutely. It's hard to say. Life is yeah. so weird. Sometimes you think about like if you made a different choice at some point in your life, what would have happened or what wouldn't have happened. It's just. It's like what things in life potentially led me to the next. Yeah. If I didn't do this or that, where would I be? Or if I did do this or that, where would I be? Yeah. It's silly at the same time to think like that, though, because I think all you can do is be you. <laughs> do Dr. Susan here. But for real, like I, I think all you can do is focus on being like the best person you can be that mm-hmm. like you're proud of. Mm-hmm. Just live every day like that and then go from there. Yeah. It's figuring out, you know, but it, I mean, it all starts. It's, it, I don't know. It's just, it's really interesting. It all just kind of, just kind of dwindles down from your attachment and it just goes together. But if you do mm-hmm. the work, you know, even, even you doing the work, even if you don't have kids, the, the gifts that you can give, that you give other people just from talking, just your experiences, just, you know, maybe you'll mentor at some point, whatever. But I don't know. I just think it's really, it's really cool to take a look at that. You know, and yeah, you and I talked a lot about what this podcast is about. And for me personally, I've said this a lot. I feel really grateful. I am very grateful for where I am now compared to where I was before. Before, I mean, I don't know, when you were a kid, we're not going to go deeply into it now, but I got a divorce when you were seven or eight years old. So I was a single mom for a while and the things that just, oh, it was awful. It was so hard. And I was so immature at that time. I had terrible attachments. I was so afraid of being alone. It just, ah, I don't even want to, like I said, I don't want to go into it. But the thought of that, I just, I really want to share some of that knowledge so other people don't have to go through the same thing. Mm -hmm. And the people that are are going through it, oh, I want to be there to support them because it's so hard. And maybe it would be good for you to, you know, be a support to the... Well, I mean, I, age, I've done you know? the same... I did the same things for like 10 years. I was in and out of relationships back to back. Yeah. And I felt like I couldn't be alone too. And where'd you get that from? I mean, that's that's an attachment thing that I gave you. I'll, I'll own that because I think it's important for me to own it because I need to heal from it too because I have so much shame and guilt from that. Oh, just, just, I don't know. I'm getting better. Yeah, but, but, but yeah. Do you think you owning that is, is helping anything? I don't think so. Not anymore. No, this is the thing. This is the whole point of what I was trying to say earlier is like, you can't think like that. You you can't. I think that things just happen in life. You can't just like sit there and dwell on it and you can't focus on it because what is that? Who is that helping? Exactly. It's not helping anybody. It's not helping the person that happened to. It's not helping you. It's not helping anybody to just to make it about that all the time, you know? Like, I don't think that's fair. Because the thing is, is like, you can go into, oh, it happened because of this reason. It happened because of childhood. It happened because of your child. It happened because of this or that. But like, I don't know. It's, it helps, I think, to know that. But then what you do next shouldn't be, all right, let's be guilty about this every day. And that kind of wraps right back into what you were saying when we talked to the attachment. It's yeah. almost like a horoscope, right? You could read yeah. everything into it. Because yeah. you could go either way. You know, you have said 
before. Mom, what would happen if you didn't get a divorce? Could have been worse. Who knows? You don't mm-hmm. know which way it could have gone. It could have gone either way, right? But going back to what I was saying, you know, um, reading and learning about attachment and first, your first instinct is to get angry at your own parents. Mm-hmm. What the heck? How come they didn't? Yeah, that's right. They didn't do this. Oh my God, I can't believe they didn't do that. And then you stop and think, it's like, wait a minute, what did I do to my kids? You know, I mean, they, it's a dance. It's with, and that, but that comes mm-hmm. back to what you just said. I mean, we're human. We make mistakes. We do stupid things. You know, yeah. I mean, if someone is actually is, you know, a child, you know, is in child neglect or child abuse, please get help. And that's very different. Yeah. Very, very different. But I'm, what I'm talking about is just a regular parent just living regular life and just doing the best they can. One of the reasons why I wanted to have this podcast was because of that, you know, a healing journey between you and I, because it's been hard. It's been really hard this past how many years, you know, mm-hmm. we have healed through. We had a couple of years that we weren't even talking that much. You were yeah, pretty pissed off at me. I yeah, I'm, I like left. I didn't, I wasn't living at your house since I was 17. She's so. I know you left me. Well, you strange now, you, actually. <laughs> I'm decided I'm not going to live with you. I said, okay. But that hurt. But you know what? At the same time, too, I always talk about, especially females, at this age, they usually get angry at their mother, but it's instinctually because if they can do that, then it's easier for them to leave the web. And that's what happens with a lot of kids at that age anyway. But yeah, I know. I see your face. You would get mad at me. I don't think it was that. Sorry. (laughs) What? I'm trying to make myself better. But I do know that that is part of what happened but it's fine now so what I mean yeah I think I think my biggest issue when I was younger is that I didn't know how to talk about things and I didn't know how to communicate so when I was upset I would just lash out I would do something dramatic I would yell at someone I would blow up I would never say how I actually felt I would get mad about something completely separate yeah and about that time when we were going through all that when I like left and everything I remember I wrote you this letter and it was the meanest letter ever. Like, I wrote you a letter, like, a year later. And it was a really, really mean letter. And it it wasn't fair that I threw that all at you once. But really what happened was, like, I think my whole childhood, I never, ever really talked about my feelings or where I was at with things. I would just be silent or, like, hold it all in and just be angry. And that's not really on you or really anybody. Like, I mean, I didn't know how to communicate. And, like, I feel like if I knew how to f- work on that, when I was younger, obviously I was, I'm not, I don't blame myself. I was a kid, but if I knew how to communicate my feelings, then I don't think that any of that would have happened. Cause I feel like we would have worked through things. Um, I mean, I told you some things, but just not in like a, none of it was communicated in a way that you would have actually understood. Mm-hmm. Cause I got, I got, just got too angry all the time. And I didn't know, I didn't know. I wish I knew what I knew then, what I knew now, because I didn't, I had no idea. You know what I mean? That's where the education, I think that this podcast can really help parents. Listen, okay, so if your child is acting this way, this is what could be happening. You know, you see, I just saw a quote today, something about however your child is acting, there's something behind the act. I forget exactly how it was worded, but it's true. There's mm-hmm. no such thing as bad kids or there's no such thing as spoiled kids. I mean, there's whatever the behavior is, there's something behind it. So I wish I would have understood that that's what was happening, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. So. But that's the thing. Like, we could sit here all day and be like... Right. 
I could be angry at you. You could be angry at yourself, but it's not going to help anything Mm -mm. because at the end of the day, there's no, nothing we can do to go back and change anything. And all you can do is just focus on yourself and your relationships now. Yeah. Because what's the point in dwelling on the past and like, obviously making amends with people if you did something wrong to somebody, like apologizing, understanding, communicating, all of that, of course. But after that, it's like, you can't can't just think about it all the time. No. And, and you know, and you and I talked about that. Yeah, I don't want to go there anymore. You have to do it at first. It's like anything. You have to clean clean it out, figure out what's going on, and try to work through it. But you don't have to dwell on it for the rest of your life, mm-hmm. you know? So that's yeah. what I'm, I'm working on. But, you know, learning this attachment stuff kind of brings it all back, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So it's... It's, it can be, it's, it's a tough one, but it's good. It's, it's, wow. It's growth. It's, it's, um, yeah. Eye opening, but it's good. You know, and yeah. like I said, I, I really, I hope that somehow we can help other people going through that or people that could end up going through it or whatever. Cause it's hard. I mean, I don't see why not. I mean, I think that these are the types of things that people don't talk about a lot. I think that you and I have a lot of these discussions, but I don't know if other people do. I don't know if other people think about it this way. So if anybody is listening and you have a story that you want to share with us, or if you want to come on and talk about it, where we would love to have you, mm. people should just be talking about this type of stuff more. We should be um, just sharing each other's stories and making each other feel less alone. Because I think that that's part of the problem a lot. Like what I was saying earlier is is when you're upset, it feels like you're the only person that could have those feelings, but it's not true. Yeah, if you're having them, there was someone sometime, somewhere having them, or maybe mm-hmm. the same person you're with is feeling it. And everyone shows Absolutely. differently, right? Some people are more pronounced. Some people are just more introverted. So, But it's so darn hard. It's so hard. Oh, yeah. It's so oh, yeah. painful. But, you know, you run away from pain. You're not going to grow. You have to face the pain, feel it, burn it, and let it go, you know, and just and grow from it. Because mm-hmm. like I said, Absolutely. You know, whatever you're taking for the team now is going to help some help you help your family, just the people around you, because, you know, the knowledge that you're going to gain. Yeah, yeah. I'm so darn proud. Couldn't agree more. You're such an amazing lady. I'm proud of you. No, an old married lady now. I know. Jeez. It's ridiculous. Jeez, I'm, jeez, I'm. She's married. Oh, uh, is married. Oh, my God. It's pretty wild. I remember the day but you yeah. were born. She was so cute. Stop it. No, no. Anyways, um, about our sponsor. <laughs> We'd love to talk about her. Actually, my mom is wearing the shirt. She has a new shirt. I- we have Baby Bob's t-shirts. Okay, that's great. And we're it's excited They're great. about that. They're tie-dye. Tell them about and New Hampshire Made Moms. Who are they? New Hampshire Made Moms is a New Hampshire-based company. Actually, it's run by my sister, who is my mom's other daughter, Brittany. She's been on the podcast before. We interviewed her about New Hampshire Made Moms. She's an amazing person, and she sells all sorts of apparel. So she has an Etsy business, but she also has a, a she's big on Instagram, posting about her shirts and everything on Instagram. She does shirts, sweatshirts, sweatpants, t-shirts, all that, and with whatever custom writing you want on it or she has designs that you can ask for as well she's amazing she's the best she's such a hard-working lady she's awesome she's yeah awesome. and we also wanted to say too that if you haven't already please like if you're, if you're liking the podcast and you haven't followed us on instagram or on facebook where we have those groups and re- leave a review wherever you're listening to us because it'll help us it'll help us yeah. but we appreciate everyone that's been listening and this has been fun, huh? Yeah. I've gotten a lot of people talk about the pod, as Carly called it. 
Yeah. And I've had a lot of people say, oh, I wish I had that same relationship with my daughter or my mother. Seriously, I've had so many people so say those things. And um, yeah, we're getting some really, really great traction and feedback. And it's been, been fun, huh? It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm loving it. Yeah. yeah. So. Okay. All right. Well, we'll be back with we another episode next Monday. Okay. All right. Love you, Mom. Love ya. May out. May out. Hey, this is Emily from Maim and Mom. Thanks for listening to our podcast. It comes out every Monday. Music by Farad Aziz of Wiki Games. Sponsored by New Hampshire Made Moms. Write in listener questions to maimandmom at gmail.com. Us or probably one of our dogs will respond with feedback. Maim out. <laughs>